I've been giving you different aspects of prayer and how to pray. Well, thanksgiving is going to move you into faith. When you're moved into faith, faith is going to move that mountain. titled tonight, If the Mountain Isn't Moving. If the mountain is not moving, the key to moving the mountain is simple, yet sometimes it goes unnoticed and unused. Say, sometimes it goes unnoticed and unused, but not on my watch. Not on my watch. Frustration sets in when you know your biblical rights, but you don't see them coming to pass in your life. Isn't that true? Frustration sometimes sets in. You know your biblical rights. You read your word. You see what it says you're supposed to have, but you don't see it in your life, and frustration sets in, right? So I want to teach you tonight why the mountain may not be moving in your life and why your prayer life is not moving those mountains. The truth of it is is that if you don't like something in your life, then you need to change it. It's kind of simple. If you don't like it, change it. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you don't like something, change it. If it's not from God, if it's not from God, then it's an invader, it's from the devil, and it must go. If something is not from God, it's an invader, it's of the devil, and it must go. Don't expect God to do what you won't do. Don't expect God to do what you won't do when he's called you to do it. He's called you to walk in divine supernatural power. Say, it's yours, it's mine. Divine supernatural power is mine. It's yours because of Christ in you if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, right? So we are to see results in our prayer life. And so it goes like this. Thanksgiving leads to faith. Faith leads to victory. Victory is found in Christ when we do it his way. Mountains will move when the criteria has been met. God does not lie. He says with faith and by faith you will move that mountain. God is not a man that he should lie. So you were born of spirit. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Say that with me. That which is born of spirit is spirit. The Lord told Nicodemus clearly, he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's John 3, 6. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Only the spirit of the living God can take the dry, dead bones. He can only the spirit of the living God can take the trespasses and the rebellion against God and make them spiritually alive. Only the spirit of the living God, right? So the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual, spiritual life, your spiritual life. And he will supercharge your, your prayer life if you let him. When Christ is so strong in you, and I believe there are, I'm talking to many in this room where Christ is very strong in them, demons manifest in your presence. When Christ is so strong in you, demons manifest when you walk by. Happened even tonight. It manifests in your presence. It manifests, they manifest when you walk by. That's why you can't seem to have a normal conversation with your wayward son or daughter. 
without it turning into a whole argument. There was a time where you could have a normal conversation with maybe your son or daughter, even a wayward one. But as you grew more in faith, and as they grew more in the world, now just your presence brings chaos. But it's not really chaos in the spiritual realm. You are literally fighting demons even without a word because of the Spirit of God in you. Light and darkness. Mountains are moving. You just can't take the bait and think this is about you, that they're targeting you. It may be your son or your daughter that's saying something, but it's really a spirit that wants to shut you up. But you're called to move the mountain. You're called to see the spirit that's behind it. This doesn't happen with every single, every single fellow believer, that is. Some of them go, can go ahead and, and just, they can just fellowship with them and nothing will happen. And call it love. As the individual just goes on their path to hell and no one seems to do a thing. Oh, come on. Am I not talking to anybody here tonight? If the spirit of God is strong in you, demons are going to rise up and they're going to quake in your presence. And if they're not shaken in your presence, then you need to look at you. Why is that mountain not moving? Why is the mountain not moving? That's what I titled it tonight. Why is this mountain not moving? We're going to repeat this after me. Divine power works in me. My prayer is effective and fervent and it availeth much. My prayer life is energized by the supreme power of God. I will not pray nice prayers to my obstacles. That's some of your problem right there. You're trying to play, pray nice prayers to your obstacles instead of taking the head off of that giant. Stop worrying about what they're going to say or think about you because one day they're going to wake up and say thank you. One day they're going to wake up and say thank you for having the courage to stand for truth and not back down like everybody else did. Oh, there's people that are backing down and they call themselves Christians, but they're backing down because they don't want to appease. They don't want to go against them. They, they, don't, they don't want to stir up anything. God wants a valiant church that is not worried about what people think or say, even if it is your own children. If they're wayward, God sent you in to move that mountain. If the mountain's not moving, you have to wonder why. Granted, there is a time. Granted, there is a process. But you do need to keep on doing what you're called to keep on doing in order to see that mountain move and not allow the enemy to trick you, to tell you it's not working, to slow you down, shut you up, or completely cause you to just stop altogether. Because that is the tactic of the devil. It may not be your children. It may be something else. It may be completely something outside of your own family, but it's still coming against you, and it's still trying to cause you to be quiet and shut you up, and you can feel it. And you know what I'm talking about because it's a spirit that tries to come over you. How many of you guys are in agreement? You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a spirit that tries to come against you, and you may feel alone, but you know what? God says you are not alone, but I need you to be brave. Joshua 1.9 says to be strong, to be brave, to be valiant. He says, I am with you everywhere you go. So we have to stand on the word of God. Let's go back to what we were going to decree. Let's go back to our declarations. I will not pray nice prayers to my obstacles. That's what people do. They pray nice prayers to their obstacles. It's an obstacle. It's an obstacle. Somebody said, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. We're not praying nice prayers to our obstacle. We're shooting them 
we're commanding them to go. We're sending the bullet of God's word. Timidity or apathy towards mountains in my life is a thing of the past. I need some of you to say that tonight. Timidity, apathy towards the mountains in my life is a thing of the past. Woo, somebody rising up in faith tonight. Here's the key. I will not pray from a place of frustration because that too is a tactic of the enemy. But I will tonight. We're going to understand why the mountain's not moving. I'm not going to pray from frustration. Heaven must respond. Somebody hear me tonight. Heaven must respond to my prayers when the biblical criteria is met. Heaven must respond. Because God doesn't tell us you're going to speak to that mountain and it's going to be thrown into the bottom of the sea without it actually doing that. Turn your Bibles to John 14. And we're going to read John 14, 13, and 14. This is what Jesus said. He says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Let's repeat that last phrase of that scripture. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. God says, I'm going to do it. You ask me anything in my name. Now, of course, anything referring to the will of God, of course. You ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. That's a promise of God. That's a promise that you need to take to your prayer closet and pray. John 16, 24. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. When you ask and you receive, then your joy may be full. God wants to promise, he's promising you joy. He's, he's promising you that you have the fullness of joy. We know in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And he says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. If your joy is not full today in every area of your life, then we need to go back and say, Lord, where is the enemy defeating me? And, and you've told me to move the mountain, but yet I'm being defeated because my joy is not full. It may be full right now for the moment, but what about the rest of the week? If, is your joy full? Is your joy full? Look at 1 John 5, 14 and 15. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. We have confidence, and we have that confidence in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Again, he's, he's rephrasing this, but if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Are you asking according to his will? Yes, the answer is yes. So the question is, what do you need to pray away? What do you need to pray away? Doubt? Mm -hmm. I'm hearing doubt. What do you need to pray away? There's, there are some things that you need to pray away. You must meet the criteria, and then the mountain will move. Say, I'm going to meet the criteria, and the mountain is going to move. Three things. Number one, stop feeding the mountain. The more that you talk about that mountain the more that you actually put your faith in it. You actually put your faith in it. The more that you talk about it, the more that fear starts to well up within you, the more that you start to put your faith in it, and the bigger it seems and the worse it, get, it, the worse it gets. Even if you try to ignore it, it still gets, the problem gets worse. So number one, stop feeding your, the mountain. 
I want you to tell yourself, I'm going to stop feeding the mountain in the name of Jesus. Of course there are mountains. Of course there are obstacles. Jesus spoke to them. Jesus already told us what to do with those mountains. Number two, tell the Lord your concern. Lord, this rebellion in my son or in my daughter or in this situation, in my business partner, whatever it might be, this rebellion, tell the Lord your concern. This rebellion is not of you. See, what most people go is, I don't know what to do, Lord, it's taking too long and I'm so afraid, I'm so worried. God already knows it. Tell the Lord, Lord, this rebellion is not of you. Did you remember that the word says you, you are partnering with Christ? You're an heir, right? You're an heir with him, right? So if you're a partner, you're an heir, tell the Lord, this is not of you, Lord. It's rebellion. Do you see the switch? Instead of going in a desperation and panic, basically, and going, Lord, I don't know what to do, this and that. Lord, this rebellion that I'm seeing in their life is not of you. It's not in your word. In other words, it's not correct. It's not going to bring the blessing of God. That's what I mean by it's not in the word. I think we all follow about that. And I'm going to utilize the agency of prayer, and I'm going to cry out to the name of Jesus because I know that as I stand on the word and as I say, Lord, that's not of you, but what is of you is, is that I'm going to step three. Here's step three. Thanksgiving before power. Step three is thanksgiving before power. So, Lord, this is not of you, but I'm going to give you thanks and praise. Uh, I'm going to start praising my way. I'm going to start giving you thanks. Why? The mountain needs to move, but it's not going to move if I stay in a place of frustration. The mountain needs to move, but it's not going to move unless I learn how to walk by the spirit of the living God and not the flesh. The mountain is going to move when I start to praise him because before the power comes praise. Before the victory comes my thanksgiving. Are we all following? I'm trying to teach you how to move that mountain. So thanksgiving before power. Before the mountain moves, thanksgiving must be on my tongue. Because thanksgiving will move you right into the will of God. And when you get moved into the will of God, you're going you're gonna to move, you're going to pray prayers that are filled with faith, which faith is what moves the mountain. Faith moves the mountain. It's not your eloquent prayer, and it's not your, it's not your frustration, that is for sure. It is faith that moves that mountain. But you get into faith when you praise your way there. Let's try it right now. Let's just go ahead and try it right now. Glory to God. Somebody start praising the name of Jesus. We lift you up. Glory. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, Jesus. We magnify your name, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we're standing. I thank you we're still standing. I thank you, Lord God, that Christ in me is the hope of glory. And I'm going to continue to stand. I thank you, Lord God, no weapon formed against me will prosper. We're standing strong. We're standing strong still and we are victorious in Christ who could tell their faith was just moved who could tell their faith was just stirred did yeah see what's happening now from this place of thanksgiving you start praying oh no matter that thing is gonna go now you're not praying in the flesh now you're praying in the spirit because you just activated your spirit man what it was the key thanksgiving what was the key thanksgiving 
praise and thanksgiving. We've been on the series of prayer the last few weeks, haven't we? And I've been giving you different aspects of prayer and how to pray. Well, thanksgiving is going to move you into faith. When you're moved into faith, faith is going to move that mountain. See, some people try to, you know, kind of just like have that well up that faith within them. You know what? Stir it up. And This is how you serve it up. Not in the flesh, but just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Pray in tongues if you're not sure. Start with praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And as you praying in tongues, then you start thanking him. Then you start cry, calling out the name of Jesus. And pretty soon, pretty soon, God is putting, he's dropping ideas in your mind. You're, 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 you're telling that mountain, you're going to move and I'm still going to be standing. I'm not going to shrink and I'm not backing down. But you're going to move and I'm going to remain standing in the name of Jesus. That's how it works. That's how it works. See, this thing is not going to consume you because you've already been consumed with the love of God. There's nothing left to consume. This thing is not going to consume you because you've already been consumed by the love of God. If you've already been consumed, there's nothing the enemy can consume. Oh, he may try, but you don't get to let him. Don't let him. Don't let him. Say, not on my watch, devil. So Thanksgiving causes faith to well up on the inside of you. Then you can speak to that mountain in faith. In faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11:6. Whatever is not a faith is sin. Romans 14, 23. Write these down if you don't know. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, 1. The word is near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. Romans 10, 8. And by faith, mountains are moved. That's Mark eleven twenty three. So some of you were trying to move mountains, but it was not in faith. It was in your flesh. But tonight I Tonight, I believe that you learned a new principle of prayer. Faith, uh, flesh is not going to move mountains. Only faith will. You have the faith of God. You don't only have faith in God. You have the faith of God. Two different things. You have the faith in God, but you also have the faith of God. You have faith in God, in Christ. You have faith that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. It's You have faith in him but you have the faith of god that's going to move the mountain because you have the supernatural you have the dynamite power the dunamis power of the holy spirit in you that's the faith in god it's the same kind of faith that god said jesus is being risen from the dead and you carry dunamis power as well it's the same same kind of thing same exact john 3 6 we started off with this scripture that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You've been born of the spirit if you're born anew in Christ. You've been born of the spirit, so we're not going to operate in the flesh. Thanksgiving leads to faith. Say it with me. Thanksgiving leads to faith. Faith leads to victory. And victory is found only in Christ when I do it his way. These three phrases here are so powerful. Thanksgiving leads to faith. When I'm thankful, it leads to faith, me rising up in faith. Thanksgiving leads to faith. Faith leads to victory. We know that because that's how we please God. Faith leads to victory. Victory is found in Christ, in his word, when we do it his way. 
and mountains will move because now the criteria has been met. Mountains must move. Obstacles must move. You're going to stay at your place where God has put you. Not, you're not going to budge and you're not going to move. You're not going to waver. Because you understand the principle of your thanksgiving causing you to move in a faith-filled prayer that's going to move that mountain. Right? Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you're going to let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. With thanksgiving. That's, that's six and seven. How many of you guys practice that? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. See, I, that's exactly what I've been talking to you about is the with thanksgiving part. You know, people will go ahead and they'll pray, prayer and supplication, fasting, petitions, right? All kinds of prayer. But if you omit the thanksgiving part, and it's just ask, 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 and you forget that it's in thanksgiving, that you actually literally touch the heart of God. And it's in thanksgiving that, that, that you're literally moving the mountains because thanksgiving is going to move you into faith. Thanksgiving is going to cause your spirit man to rise up. That is why when we come and we raise our voices and when we start to worship and we just, and we get loud, we like it loud and we get loud because literally faith is welling up on the inside of you. See, it's, there's a world out there that just tries to beat you up. It tries to beat us up. But when we walk as thankful people and we allow thanksgiving to well up within us, then we become stronger than what's around us. The truth of it is, is you already are stronger than what's around you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But you may not always feel that way and you may not always operate that way, but you can. And the way that you can is by allowing the spirit of thanksgiving to well up in your heart when you are thankful for everything, when you are thankful for the very breath that you are breathing, when you are thankful that Jesus is your forward guard and your rear guard, when you are thankful that Jehovah Jireh is the Lord your God, your provider, when you say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are my soon coming king. I thank you, Lord God, that you will not leave me. You will not forsake me. I thank you, though mother and father may forsake me. Lord, you will will not forsake me. I thank you, Father. You can't do that for very long without faith rising up on the inside of you. And when faith starts to rise up on the inside of you, that's when you let your declarations start to flow. That's when you tell that mountain it's going to be moved, be removed and be buried into the bottom of the sea. Turn your Bibles to Mark 11, which is where it is talking about here. Because it tells us to have faith in God. Mark 11, 23 and 24. It says, whoever says to this mountain, whoever be removed and be cast into the sea. Says you'll have whatever you say. Is, is God a liar? No, we know that. This scripture, we're going to read the whole thing, but it says whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, is going to have whatever he says. You're going to have whatever you say. Say, I'm going to have whatever I say. I'm going to have whatever I say. Let's read verse 23 and 24. Right before 23, it says, have faith in God. 
For it says, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Whoever. Are you a whoever? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt. You won't doubt if you're filled with faith. You won't doubt if you've already done enough thanksgiving to where you're so filled with faith, you're not going to doubt. Because you can't have doubt and faith existing at the same time. If you're still doubting, go back to praying and thanksgiving. If you're still doubting, go back to thanksgiving until there is absolutely no doubt. This is what the devil doesn't want you to know. Are you following me tonight? This is what the devil does not want you to know. If there's doubt, if there's fear, if there is anxiety, anything, anything that causes you to walk in the flesh or even just feel the emotions of the flesh, go back to Thanksgiving. Stay there. However long you need to stay there. Start thanking him for everything you can possibly think of. Thank him, exalt his name. The glory of God is risen upon me. Glory, I glorify you, Lord. Repeat it over and over and over. You're not a broken record. God doesn't think you're a broken record. He loves when you glorify him. He loves when you exalt him. The devil hates it, but he loves it. You're meeting their criteria. You're meeting the criteria so that you can have that mountain be cast into the sea. How many are going to start practicing this? It's not hard. It just takes a shift in your mentality, a focus, a different focus, right? Mm -hmm. So it says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. This is where the enemy tries to take and steal. He says, and does not doubt in his heart. Peter walked on water and why do we go, wow, he walked on water. When we're all supposed to be able to walk on water. We're supposed to be able to walk on water. We're supposed to be able to raise the dead. We're supposed to be able to cast out demons. We're supposed to be able to lay our hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Resurrection power is ours. We're supposed to walk in the wisdom of God. We're supposed to walk with the compassion of God because we have the mind of Christ and because we're not going to allow doubt and unbelief to have its way, right? And, and as long as you don't let doubt and unbelief have its way, then you're going to move mountains, literal obstacles that are trying to stop you from standing in your position and meeting God's criteria. So it says, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, that's the key right there, believes that those things that he says will be done, believes that the things that you say will be done. Do you believe that? When you say all of your children are going to be taught of the Lord and great's going to be their peace, do you believe that it's going to be done? Do you believe when you say, Lord, you're giving them great wisdom? Lord, you're drawing them by your Holy Spirit that it's going to be done? It says he will have whatever he says. Oh, when you get the revelation that you're going to have whatever you say, when you say what God says, you're going to have whatever you say when you say what God says. Then he says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them and you will have them. Say, I will have them.